0: And welcome to episode 204 of Effect. Never tell me the odds. I'm Dave.
1: And I'm Matthew. And we haven't got much to tell you about in this episode. Uh, no, that's not true. There's um, We're going to be looking in some detail at the two different dice systems you can have now in Year Zero uh, engine games. We've got three new patrons uh, to to say thank you to. Excellent. We've got not so much news from the world of gaming. That isn't to say that there aren't new releases and Kickstarters happening, but none that have well, very few, shall we say, that have particularly spiked our interest. But we'll be we'll be talking about those. And apparently there's some film we ought to be seeing, but again we'll uh-huh. talk about that. Then we're gonna talk about um, uh, the odds about uh, the dice pools versus step dice and then you're going to come up with an idea for what we're doing next week Dave start <laughs> thinking now and then we're going to say goodbye
0: I could do it I could do a I could do a thing next week on how how not to be a freelancer <laughs> <laughs> things I've learned is, in it, two is months the thrill of
1: being a freelancer Trying to w- starting to wear off
0: now, Dave. No, uh, yeah, no, it's not at all. Um, <clears throat> it's just. I hard. heard it's you just, got paid for the first time. It's just time. hard work. I did. I did. Very, um,
1: well, that's sh- not to say the first time you've been paid for other stuff as well. Yeah,
0: paid, paid um, for the first time as a full time freelancer. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Many thanks to uh, Jeff Jones and Modifius, um, who uh, who paid me for some stuff I've done, which is cool. But yeah, that was that was quite nice. Um, yeah, long long may it carry on that way. It's um,
1: yeah, that's good. But yeah, I won't ask how much. That's rude.
0: That, that would be rude. Um, yeah. But and I, and I wouldn't tell you anyway. So one <laughs> oh, million so pounds. Go. That's how much I got paid. With a
1: with a little finger by the, the corner of your lip. One million
0: pounds. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway um so yeah you said that we've had some new patrons which is wonderful news we've um, got
1: three new patrons wow, uh, we've cool. had a bit of a dearth of new patrons in the last few uh, episodes but we've got three to talk about now um one of whom has definitely joined us on the um on the discord Excellent. i think that person is gordon thomas uh jehu sorry this is a uh, Danish name J E H U, and I have no idea how you pronounce it, Gordon. But thank you for your patronage and welcome to the Discord. And yeah, thank you for your support. So Um, is 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 Gordon? Is
0: Gordon then? um, I can't remember the handle, but the one who's looking for Alenia Bay. Do you think? I
1: believe so. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we've put. um, Well, I'm guessing so. We've put Alenia Bay, my alien scenario that I ran for. Essen during COVID online, Um uh, we mm-hmm. put that up for our patrons to to be able to play. Uh, it's only in text form; it's not professionally done. So, but the, the the information is there to run the game. And I'm currently running at yeah. the moment, and with, some um, nice maps, with, actually with the band of badgers guys. So, oh, you like the yeah. maps? I'm currently are... running. Yes. So, um, we had the first episode last weekend, Saturday. The next instalment is the eighth of April at uh, nine o'clock on the Badgers YouTube, I think, or maybe it's Twitch oh, TV cool. or something. And
1: how long is the first episode?
0: So the each is episode is it YouTube is... or Twitch? I think it's Twitch, but I'm not sure. Um, it might it be might TV. appear on
1: YouTube later on as yeah. well. We should um, we should get some links from them and yes. put those links in the show notes so I think people I, can I, I see.
0: I might it. I might have got let me... I did I did tell him to do that and uh, he may well have done that and it may well just be languishing in my inbox somewhere but yeah so that those are two hours long each session which is about long enough as I can cope online these days um uh, great mm-hmm. fun great fun um it might even spread over three sessions because uh, oh well with, with no definite deadline it's nice to allow the game to just breathe a little yeah. bit yeah so it's um I'm not rushing like I would be at a convention to get them to a certain point at a certain time which is good. But yes, yeah, so so that Alenia Bay cool. is now up on on our our, our patron for um, for all of our lovely people to grab it and play it if they want to. So I, I don't think it's ever. So going that's to be all population. our
1: patrons, not just Gordon, because Gordon Gordon said, "Oh, could could you chat me a copy of Alenia Bay?" And I said, "Why don't we put it on the patron for everybody?" Absolutely. So Richard Turnbull, you you're your, your our second or I think actually you might have been our first new patron in order of joining. (laughs) Uh, Welcome, Richard. Welcome. Thank you for joining. I think I've already sent you a message on Patreon saying get yourself on the Discord. Uh Um, And uh, I haven't seen you yet. Um, And uh, Martin Cookson, and Martin's just joined yesterday. Nice, welcome. First of April, so that's very good because you, you get charged every time on the first day of the month. So if you join... In the last week of the month, you you get end up getting charged twice very rapidly. Uh-huh. Um, so Martin obviously knows how how to play his Patreon. Um, He's
0: <laughs> a wise now. Man. Martin
1: is actually one of the people uh, that I played Toto with most recently about a week ago. Nice uh, and thoroughly enjoyed it. So I like to think that it was um, uh, that game of Toto that persuaded him to to join our happy little community. Yeah, cool. Um, so thank you, all three of you, yes, and of course, thank you very all much. of our patrons. Indeed. it really. And at this time of year, and I think I said this last last episode as well, this time of year is when we pay our big hosting fee, so that biggest chunk of money goes out. And it's a real pleasure um, to see that we've got such support to do that and uh, to have a bit of money left over to buy some swag. So there's some yes. new swag coming. We'll keep that secret. That's coming to uh, to our gold level patrons and i've said to everybody and i've only yet had one person respond so i'll say again to all our patrons drop us your uh, address on um uh on on patreon just as a message and we will send you a bit of swag uh, badges and patches and things like that that we've got so yeah uh, but this this yeah. new
0: bit of swag is gonna look really is look, looking really good so i've seen the i've seen the like the perfect yes. images of it and You've I, seen
1: the artwork. We've got no idea yeah. what the real thing looks like. We'll have to wait and see.
0: I, but I think it's, it I does think look it's, good, actually. I think it's going to look great, actually. Um, so, yeah, look forward to getting my hands yeah, on that. It, um,
1: it kind of restored my faith in my Tales of the Old West logo. Because I was thinking, when we, when we go to publication, we're probably going to need a proper graphic designer to redo that. But actually, I really love
0: it on this, on this it particular does, item. Yeah, so, I, I'm similar. I mean, I, I like it. <clears throat> but I really like it on this. It looks really good. Uh, yeah on this but yeah but yes thank you so much guys and obviously to all our all our fabulous patrons and yeah get yourself on on the um on the discord and join join the conversation i say conversation Brilliant. most mostly it's gifts that are trying to bully me um but apart from no that, it one. isn't anymore <laughs> it isn't no true novel has uh, uh, has stopped putting up fury road gifts, other than two yeah. gifts. I like clues to Fury. One road. refers to the film Fury,
1: <laughs> and the other refers to, to a any film with a road in the title. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, mean, no, I think it was just uh, a bit of road that he filmed from a ca- uh, like his um, dash cam. <laughs> oh was yeah, it. there's, there's a bit even, of dash cam. wasn't road, even a, wasn't there? a movie. It was just a road. Yeah. See, that's the kind of exciting uh, stuff you get on our Discord, folks. If you <laughs> want to come and join the, join the party, please do. Anyway, yes, right. Yeah. Let's let's move on. Absolutely. Shall we? Shall we move on to the world yeah. of
1: gaming? World of gaming. Do you want to kick off the world of gaming um, with uh, that yeah. latest update on The Walking Dead?
0: <clears throat> yeah, just just so everyone knows, this, uh, as of the time of recording, which is uh, Sunday the 2nd of April, there are three days left. Um, so it finishes, closes on the 5th of April. There are currently 5,422 backers with a total pledge of 410 plus something pounds, thousand pounds. So uh, yeah, it's 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 done very very well. I mean, it hasn't done as well as uh, the One Ring and what was the other one, <laughs> uh, Blade Runner. But um, I think, certainly from talking to Mateus last time, he was delighted with with how well it's doing, and they've still got the last few days for the for the end of end of Project Bump that the that often yeah, happens that, with these things.
1: That uptick that yeah. happens as people have been withholding holding judgment, seeing what. Stretch goals have been created. Yeah, and, um, that's yeah. good. I will actually drop to stretch my goals pledge.
0: Actually, so I'm not um, sure. I, well, you I, know, here we go. I'm looking at them now. Go on. So, you're going to drop your pledge? Please? Well, I was
1: going to say yes. Uh, neither have I, and that I feel shows my honest disinterest in the game. And I don't mean this in any rude way to everybody that's worked so hard on the game. I the franchise means very little to me. I know I should watch past episode three of season two, but uh, I have <laughs> yeah. managed to do that, yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, and also I think pe- some people are surprised that it hasn't done as well as the Lord of the Rings role-playing game, uh, uh, The One Ring, or, or, or Blade Runner, which are iconic Cultural moments. So, however, whenever you came across Blade Runner, whether you you saw it in the cinema like I did when it first came out, or you've come across it, you know, my daughter loves Blade Runner, uh, and, and, and 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 you know that I don't know whether she loves it enough to ever buy a role playing game. I to say, but <laughs> but you know, there are loads of people out there that like those really big brands, and I've got to say, The Walking Dead simply isn't as big as those. It's it's interesting, um, so, though,
0: isn't it? I think I. I think we probably put Lord of the Rings in a category of its own, I think personally.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: But you get, you know, Blade Runner. A, a, I say A movie because I mean, I you know, the second movie was fine, but it could should probably not have been made, really. Um which was like you say, an iconic moment in time in culture. <clears throat> whereas with something like the walking dead that's had 11 seasons of the walking dead it's had i don't know five or six of fear the walking dead it's a different beast isn't it it's there's there's so much more of it that maybe that kind of iconic like um, epicenter concentration of gravity is perhaps a bit dispersed perhaps is a bit
1: yeah i think actually um, you might be touching on something there like um you know obviously 11 seasons Seasons and spin-offs like um, Dawn of the Walking Dead or whatever it was, called. Fear, Fear of the Walking Dead, which is really good actually. I'd, Fear the,
0: Walking, Fear the Walking, Fear. Walking Dead was excellent. I really enjoyed, really enjoyed that. Uh,
1: but they, uh, they show its popularity to a degree, but they also kind of disperse the that cultural moment. Yes. Whereas, as you say, one Blade Runner film and 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 until it had its leg shot out of it by the second one, so <laughs> I'm kind of anti twenty forty nine yeah um, live i live with I, it
0: I, I quite i quite enjoyed it, but it was unnecessary and it wasn't yeah you know it wasn't wasn't very it wasn't that good
1: um and it was it was very much trying for a franchise and it's it's a bit like firefly firefly mm-hmm. still stands as a cultural moment in time, yeah partly because there were only fourteen episodes yeah. So if it got if Firefly had gone on for 11 years, people would think about it like they think about Stargate or or The Walking Dead, you know. Yeah, Fine, but it's always point. there. It's not something special. Not as special as um, something like that is. Yeah. I think.
0: I think also... Uh, anyway. I mean, also, I think that there there's so much... Okay, I hesitate to use the Z word, but so much zombie content out there. Yeah. Um. I mean, you could argue that yeah. there's quite a lot of content about Androids and robots and stuff too, but not in the same not in the same way. The basic premise of every sort of post apocalyptic zombie story is is basically the same. Um, yeah. So again, maybe that waters it down as well. But um, you know, remember though, th- these aren't
1: zombies. These I know are workers.
0: I know, absolutely. That's why I said I'm reluctant, almost, to use the Z word, but it, it it does apply. I think, <laughs> doesn't it? Um, yeah, of course yeah they're zombies
1: <clears throat> they're bloody zombies and the and the and the the um the, the the fungus people on the on the show that everybody's talking about now they're zombies too <laughs> i mean in nature we call that the zombie virus uh, yeah, i know exactly so, uh, yeah
0: yeah but, <laughs> you um, can't say
1: oh no no they're not zombies they're infected
0: but i did think it was quite zombies. funny watching walking dead where they kind of kind of do everything not to call them zombies. You know, they're walkers, they're <laughs> biters, they're, you know, whatever else they were. Actually, if if the world in 2010, or whenever um, The Walking Dead is is set to begin with, um, if that happened, people would call them fucking zombies. They wouldn't call them yes. <laughs> shamblers or walkers. It would, be, it would be, they would be called zombies. So that's a, I find that a bit odd, actually. It's uh I know they're not zombies. Yeah. I know they're not zombies. But they if it looks like a zombie and it growls like a zombie, then it's probably a zombie. Anyway,
1: I always think one of my in that regard, one of the most realistic films I've ever seen about zombies is that one Zombie Land where, you know, we've got people in 2010 or whenever that's set, who have seen all the zombie media and know what to call the buggers.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I think I mean yeah, on on that side I think the other thing that I I the best zombie movie although again they're not zombies. Uh 28 days later is superb. And uh yeah. I, I also very much like 28 weeks later. I know that that's a bit more controversial perhaps, but I think that does take the story on quite nicely. And I like the twist in it. It's uh, it's uh, it's a good film. And anything with Robert Carlyle is going to be good. So uh Oh yes, absolutely. Um, and, yeah.
1: uh, and the beauty of all these, you could play Zombieland, I'm sure, with The
0: Walking Dead rule. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. Uh,
1: I, I saw somebody, I got involved in a short Twitter conversation about the idea that uh, there could be a British variant where your weapons are LPs and cricket bats. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: inevitably. And pool yeah. cues. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I think, that, um, I think that makes a lot of sense. That Somebody will do Shaun of the Dead. Undoubtedly, and, through uh, these rules.
1: And as I pointed out, your party has got to meet another party
0: that is identical, <laughs> <It's> incredibly <laughs> yeah, similar, yeah, but not yeah. quite the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, yes, so, but um, uh, but
0: yeah, coming uh, yeah. back to Walking Dead. So there's 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 a lot of stretch goals they've they've got out. So you've got things like the Atlanta area map that has a now has a uh, a two sided map. So you've got Virginia on that as well. You've got your custom dice, of course. You've got a bunch of characters. Um, statted up from the TV series, so you've got Carol, uh, and you've got Michonne, and a couple of others, Glenn. Uh, a little threat meter, to, to count your threat, which I, yeah. I, I, I love the idea of that, that's really cool. Um, uh, yeah, there's a digital art book, and a few other things, so, I mean, there's loads of stuff on there. Um, but, like, yeah, three days left. Uh, if you're interested, go and have a look, and uh, and and back it. I'm 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 really quite excited and interest uh, interested in this one. I didn't think I would be quite so much um, when I first heard about it. I thought you would be, but well, I knew I would be. But actually, I'm more I'm more interested now than I was before I spoke to Matthias because I, oh, the, right. I, think, oh. I think the way they're doing it and the idea of of the threat and the way they're managing that, I really like it. I think that has really hits the vibe for Walking Dead, and um. Yeah, I'm running a, a Star Trek Year Zero campaign at the moment with my crowd down the pub, but I might quite quickly after that switch, give uh, give Walking Dead a run. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Cool, cool, cool. cool. Um, right. Uh, ne- other news from the stable of Year Zero is the official Year Zero SRD is now officially released and mm. so is the Dragon Bane SRD and license Excellent. so um, fill your boots and uh, we've already got actually yet yeah, so a bit of extra news uh, our friend and patron Millie has already got uh, possibly the first game to be released under the new SRD and license out and that is oh I can't think what it's called but it's uh, kind of King Arthur in space. <sighs>
0: It's not Dinner Ladies RPG then.
1: It's not the Dinner Ladies RPG, <laughs> but uh, that was an April Fool's gag. Dave. I know. It was I an know. April Fool's gag.
0: I know. But everyone everyone I've seen has gone, oh, that should be a real thing. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it was a gag. And
1: actually, it wasn't an RPG. It's it's a tactical war game.
0: <laughs> was it? Okay. Which, I didn't look that closely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which is the, the tact- most hilarious thing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I can see that. So, I can see that working. Yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, I'm getting. Uh, I, I'm forgetting my list of things to talk about. Stop making me laugh. <laughs> where are we? Um, yeah. So uh, those are both out, and and coincidentally, this this was where my, my segue was going, kind of in <laughs> chaosium, who I'm pretty sure within the lifespan of this podcast had said in public. Well, we're selling off, you know, obviously, we've got the the big golden rule book on PDF, but BRP isn't a thing anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
1: And I remember having a discussion with Andy about it, because Andy feels very close to the crowd at Chaosium. And I'm pretty sure he said, oh, they haven't told me about it. And I said, well, uh, there's this post here. And uh, he then said, oh, yeah, so they are. So they, they, they kind of killed off BRP, but they're bringing it back. <laughs> and this is what the OGL saga has done. I'm pretty sure... Yeah. <clears throat> ...pretty sure that they then we're going to bring that back. We're going to bring it back now. And um, it's got a lovely cover art. I have no idea what the PDF itself is like. I'm not sure whether the PDF is quite out yet. But BRP, basic role-playing, if you like the underlying rules, for Chaosium's, uh, Call of Cthulhu, RuneQuest, most of their games, except for 7th Sea... Um, is going to be released. I hope as a book, actually, as well as a PDF, and it comes with, I believe, the Orc license, so an open yes. one of the open gaming licenses, anyway.
0: Yeah, I think you're right on that one. Yeah, I mean, interesting. So um, that's the thing. Yeah, it's it's not it's not immediately making me terribly excited, but it'll be quite interesting to see see how it looks um, this time around. Whether they've done anything to it interesting or whether they're just like, you know, rolling out the same old, same old, same old. So,
1: yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, and another bit of extra news, actually, in the world of gaming. Given that you hijacked our new patrons with, oh, and I've been guesting on another podcast. um, I thought maybe I should say, oh, and I've been guesting on another podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And it's out. It's out. I'll put a link in the show notes. It's out. It came out yesterday. Um, and I uh, guested on the Frankenstein RPG podcast, which had never invited us to before because now our answer would always be Coriolis. Um, <laughs> they've done two seasons of creating a role-playing rule set out of all the best bits of all the other role-playing rule sets. Uh, but this time we're doing a campaign, crowdsourcing a campaign effectively. And uh, for that, they're working with the guys behind Liminal, um, okay. Or liminal, I should say, and so we're creating a liminal campaign, and it's based on the Great North Road. So they're swinging past our neck of the woods, safe. Well, not so much Hartford, because of course that's way off the um, Great North Road. But mm-hmm. Stevenage could be a, uh, a, a an adventure site on this. Actually, Stevenage won't be an adventure site because the episode I was on was the opportunity to kind of cover that that stretch. And um, nobody talked about Stevenage there. Um, <laughs> okay. But uh, I, I talked about my childhood home of Brookmans Park, actually. So I'm rather hoping that we might eventually see a um, supplement for liminal that's got an adventure set in the sleepy suburban, not suburban, commuter village of uh, Brookmans Park.
0: Mm, okay, um,
1: cool. So, so that's that news. Uh, what else we got? D&D movie. Hmm.
0: I haven't seen it. Have you, Dave? Nope. I I, I expect I will though, actually. Um although yeah, I, I, I say I, that I, mean, I don't go to the cinema very often. Uh just through through lack of lack of umph to get my ass out the door really. Um mm. but yeah, me, yeah and, well, me and the wife are talking about going to ask, see it, Dave. so I think uh cool. I think that you probably will. And I think I
1: might go and see it. I'm not sure that I'll be able to persuade my wife to come with me, but um,
0: well, my I, wife, I my wife I... loved Warcraft, obviously, and loved World of Warcraft, so the, the fantasy genre is something that she's yeah. she's into. She's If it was a Warcraft movie, she would be there like a flash, Um, but I think she might be up for, did, for some D&D. Did you
1: see that one by Duncan Jones that was a few years ago?
0: Yeah, it's brilliant. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: well, yeah. this one, you know, I've got to say, the reception has been very positive about it. Mm. I had no interest in seeing any of those old ones from 20, 30 years ago, whenever it came out. No,
0: me neither. I did used um, to watch the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. I used to love that <laughs> when I was a kid. That was cool. Well, was I don't
1: great. know whether you've spotted, but I, in the trailer, there's yeah, have, there's yeah. a scene where you've seen them there. Good, good, yeah. good. Uh, so they're yeah. there. They're in, a, they're in the story.
0: They needed to do that. At least just have them in the background or something. That was that was a nice little little touch. <clears throat>
1: if they had everybody that's played D and D somewhere in the background, it wouldn't be. Uh, <laughs> <it'd> be quite <laughs> a crowded film. There
0: could be there could be a crowd scene, couldn't there? In the you know. But uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, So, I just want to touch on, I remember you a few years ago backing on Kickstarter a new edition of the Talisanta, uh, Talislanta, 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 yes, uh, role-playing setting, and it's out again on on Kickstarter. Yeah, I Um, saw that,
0: I saw that, yeah. Um, I'm not backing it this time. It was a total and utter impulse back last time. Um, the book is very nice, actually. It's nicely put together. the The style has a f- kind of slight savage world's feel to it, which is cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, the artwork is all very good. Um, I've never played it, and I've never actually read all of it, so it's it's just shelfware, but it's lovely-looking mm. shelfware. Um, but, yeah, it was a total, total impulse buy at the time. I don't really know why I did buy it, because I didn't need another fantasy kind of game to Setting? play. Setting, no. And particularly one that I'm almost never going to play. I think it was just one of those times where I was backing loads of stuff on Kickstarter because I could. Um, but, yeah, so I've got no interest in the new version. Um, and I'm not even sure, like say why, why why they've done it so soon. Because this, this was only four or five years ago. Um, when yeah. when Talislanta came out, so um, yeah, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I mean, don't know anything else about it,
1: it. it. I I assume it's got a large following and lots of people love it, but nobody we know has ever loved it or said, "Oh, Lanta, that's the best setting ever," or anything. Yeah. But Anyway, I just I was curious, and that is the level of world of gaming news where we drew the line. We thought. Let's mention that, but let's not mention any of the other things that don't interest (laughs) at all.
0: Um, Yeah, I mean, it's a lovely book. So. But it's, uh, yeah, um, it's it's never going to get to my table, I don't think. Sadly.
1: Do you want to hear my article about
0: step dice versus dice balls? I would love to hear your article about that, Matthew.
1: One of the things that I noticed when I first read Coriolis was the table that set out chances of success with different numbers of dice in your pool. According to the table, roll one die and you have 17% chance of success. Let's ignore for the moment the ridiculous concept of partial successes, which only appears in Coriolis. In my games 1-6 is a success. That is all you need. With 10 dice in your pool, let's imagine a 5 in your stat, 3 in your skill and a couple of bonus dice from your gear, the chance of success with your first roll is 84%. Which might not seem much but according to the table if you push your roll you have 96% chance of success. Yes, yes, I've heard all the stories of people rolling and pushing 12 dice or more and not getting a single six. But that, my friend, is a thing called probability. Obviously, these tables of probability, which feature in all the books have limited value. The one in Coriolis, for example, takes no account of preparatory prayer, which grants an extra die or two on a pushed roll. Indeed, I think the table in Coriolis, at least in my early printing, is actually wrong. If I recall correctly, this version of the table assumed that ones would not be re-rolled, and so the chances of success on a pushed roll are slightly lower than they should be. Indeed, turning to a more recent version of the year zero engine, Versen, we can see that though the probabilities for the first roll are the same, the chances of success on a pushed roll are much improved. In Coriolis, the table states you have a 29% chance of a success on a single pushed die. Versen says it is 31 and the chance of success on 10 pushed dice rises a point to 97%. But recently, in Twilight 2000 and Blade Runner, Free League have moved away from the D6 dice pool. Instead, a player generally rolls two dice, each one between a d6 and a d12. The eight-sided dice gives you a success on a 6, 7 or 8. The 10 not only offers successes on everything above a 6, but roll a 10 and you get two successes. The d12 offers two successes on 10, 11 and 12. How does all this change the odds? When we're talking about basic chances of success, not much changes. Let's look at the tables. Of course, the odds on a single D6 remain the same. But what does 2D12 give you? Well, that gives you an 82% chance of success on a single roll and 97% on a pushed roll. So that pushed roll is the same as rolling 10D6. But the unpushed roll gives you a slightly lower probability of success. Now, that might sound almost exactly the same, but not quite as good as rolling 10d6. But I have played in games of Twilight 2000 and Blade Runner, and I think I've rolled 2d12 a lot more often, proportionately, than I have rolled 10d6. Think about it. Even if you're rolling five dice on your attribute, you rarely roll five dice for skills. Yes, you might get one or two more for gear, But it's a stretch to roll 10 dice. With the stepped dice system, it is possible to end up rolling just one die. Indeed, it's a lot more likely than with a d6 pool. Unless you're really wrecked in, say, forbidden lands, you'll be rolling 2d6 at least because that's the minimum attribute you can have. In the stepped dice system, it is possible to have an attribute of just d6. But because one attribute die could be a d12, your chances are not that bad. 17% is usual for the d6, but of course a d10 gets you a 50-50 chance, and a d12, 58%. And that's before you push the roll. Then the chances of success on a single d12 goes up to 82%. But there is another effect of the step system. While you can end up rolling just one die, you can't roll any more than 2d12. In the d6 dice pool version, even though the table only goes up to 10d6, a player can end up rolling more than 10. Not often, as I have already said, though certain games, like Alien, make that a more likely possibility. If you modify your roll, for example by getting help from fellow PCs you might well add up to three d6 to your roll add that to our five in an attribute two in a skill another two from your tools and you're rolling 12 dice in the step dice system let's say the equivalent to that attribute is an a or d12 And your mid-level skill is C, so a D8. In the stepped die titles, Twilight 2000 and Blade Runner, your equipment generally only gets you plus one. And what that does is boost your D8 one step to a D10. Now your three friends offer to help. Each helping PC gives you a one, but that's one step, not an extra die. You're already at d12 on one die and now at d10 on the other. So the only help you can take is one step, putting the d10 to a d12. In Twilight 2000 you can add ammo dice to shooting rolls, but other than that, 2d12 is as good as it gets. I want to conclude this piece with what I think might be the one real disadvantage of the step-die system. But before I do that, I want to explore what the slightly reduced range of possibility, rather than probability, means for character skills. Around our table, I have not noticed very much skill inflation. People spend most of their XP on talents. But in throws, the most dice you can have in a skill is five, and the fewest is none at all. Overall, there are therefore six ranks of skill. In the stepped dice games, there are only five. The four dice steps, and of course, none. The increased chance of success going up one rank from zero to one is the same in both systems. But what is the difference in going from 1 to 2? Ignoring your attribute for a moment, and pushing, the two dice in the old system give you a 31% chance of success. But a d8 in the step system gives you 38%. If you're a player, you might be going, Woohoo! But be warned, if you get your skill all the way up to a grade A or d12, That only offers you a 58% chance of success, while five dice get you 60% in the old system. On the other hand, you do spend more XP getting there. On the other other hand, three hands, are we playing Mutant Year Zero? You do have the problem of bonuses from equipment and help that can be stymied the more competent you are. In Blade Runner, you do also have an advantage stroke disadvantage mechanic, which I guess you could apply to a situation like two more PCs than you need offering help. But that opens up the other can of worms. That is the consequences of pushed rolls. It doesn't apply to every game, but a number have consequences based upon rolling ones including the two stepped die games if you are only rolling two dice then your chances of rolling a one are much reduced given that rolling a one is generally a bad thing this might be a feature that players like but for game designers It takes away the potential for using those ones in interesting ways. Variety that makes a horror game like Alien feel very different from the gritty, detailed combat of Forbidden Lands. It steals a tool from the designer's kit. And that is the reason I don't like the step-die system as much as the original dice
0: pool. Cool. Well, really interesting... uh... You know, peace there, Matt. Um Yeah, I mean it's interesting. I mean I've I've not played um either Twilight two thousand or Blade Runner yet. Um obviously Not I've, played or or <coughs> ran. Or GM. So I've not yeah, I've not, I've not experienced no. the mechanics in, in play. And so I, I
1: have played both, but yeah. I must admit I haven't actually run the game either
0: right. either yeah. of the games yet. Sorry, so so I, I kind of feel um just having read it that I'm the stepped dice thing feels a little bit clunkier to me just generally but again as I said I've not experienced it at the table so um and I think the other the other the other thing is that the the, the dice pool is so easy to to modify at the table so it's um yeah you know you just add a dice or take a dice away or something or say you need, you need two successes or yeah thing it's it's so easy just to on the hoof um you know make changes to it Whereas I'm not sure that the stepped system is going to be that easy. But again, maybe when I've run it a bit, I'll find, no, that, it, I'll the, find that it is. I mean, it, it
1: does it does feel limiting. Like, you know, if by some slim chance, and this has happened to me, I think, in Twilight 2000, where I've made a role that's um, 2D12, um, you... You can also say so once you're 2d12, you can't modify it any further. If I was a d8 plus yeah. d12, yeah. I could <clears throat> modify it by one die step. That's you yeah. know d10 plus d12. But when you're at d12, 2d12, you can't really modify it any further. There is now the sort of advantage disadvantage mechanic. So I guess if my GM was feeling kind, he might say roll it twice and take the best. Um, and take the best, but again yeah. I'm feeling mm. um you, you know, given that I might then also be wanting to push the dice, uh, um do I do I want to roll it twice and then 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 a third time? I for me I, I feel it's a bit limiting in that regard. And also, you and I have you know been working on this new um push cost in Tales of the Old West. Yeah. And I've got to say, you know, the last couple of games I've run, I, they're the first time I've been using that new push cost, and I really like it. Um, now, we've got this idea of, you know, the first X dice you roll are, uh, though. Are trouble dice. Yeah, dice that can cause trouble. A trouble, trouble dice that might, yep. uh, <clears throat> that might cause you trouble. Um, thank you. Um, <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> now, I, I think in your early. Uh, playtest you'd sort of settled on five and I've got to say five seems to be working as that number there. Mm. But we've had that flexibility because it's a dice pool. You're only yes. only ever gonna get two ones in uh in the step dice system. So I yeah. just feel it may be still a bit limiting. I'm And oh, it's interesting. I'm though. happier I think, with I
0: think, it. Yeah. So I, I think that the the one problem I have with the way we do trouble in tales of the old West at the moment is being being better at something doesn't make you less likely to get trouble from it now that may or may not be a problem because being better at something means you're more likely to get a good success with it at the same time. Um, but there's always the, the, the thought whether you would have you know the the higher your skill the fewer trouble dice you would carry you would you would bring. It might get a bit complicated. Well, um, no, yeah, but, no, I, but, in, but it doesn't do in, that actually. But in, proportionately, but in, so, but in the step dice thing, in the step dice thing, the more skilled you are, the less likely you are to screw up, which is which is, I yes. think, makes sense. Is you know that, that principle is a good principle, uh, and I think that's one of the things those step dice do really well is that just by the mm-hmm. fact that you're rolling a dice with more sides, you're less likely to roll a one. So that's good. That's yes, nice and easy in fact, it,
1: it does make that fumble generally a lot less likely yeah. unless you're incompetent. I I, I, I will um, defend the system you've created, much against my better nature, Dave. <laughs> um, because actually, when you've got a fixed number of dice, obviously, the more skilled you are, the better you, the more the less chance you are going to have, or less possibility. That you're going to need to push those dice therefore less yes, that's a possibility of yep. trouble happening
0: that's a fair point uh, so I, I I think that's yes, fine that, and I think the odds yeah, worked out yeah I agree good point reasonably well I hate to say it but that's um, a very insightful and good point Matthew thank you
1: well <laughs> you, you know what I, I hate finding a compliment to say about anything you've designed, Dave, but you know, that's what, we're just going to have to leave this podcast hating ourselves for liking <laughs> yeah. something that the other person has done. Yes,
0: absolutely. As opposed to hating each other, which is what we normally do.
1: Yeah, yes. well, I mean, we're hating each other as well. I mean, that's just standard. Right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, so, you were yeah, So yeah, the five, I think, oh, f- f- uh, five trouble dice seems to be about a sweet spot seems to so be the
1: right number yeah. yeah but we we can manipulate that you know we can go up to six we can go down to four we can go down to three whatever in you know if if further play testing uh, proves that that's the wrong number of dice but yeah. um but yeah it feels about right at the moment um and it kind of scales in an interesting way you were talking about the results people not not pushing when they've got a number of ones already on the table, but that's yeah. fine. That's the choice you make. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe when you're really desperate. Yeah, yeah.
0: I like I like um, I like that 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 choice. You know, it's a bit like an alien. If you're rolling ones, and you know you you know you're going to get a panic roll if you if you push. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, I think the thing um, for me just hmm. just to bring us back to the thing we're talking about. Because um, obviously we'll do a special on tales of the old west when we get closer to uh, releasing it. In fact, we'll go round and do a whole bunch of interviews. That I'm gonna, I'm just gonna do a quick aside here. Do you remember the good old days when we were the only people who ever used to bother asking Free League for an interview?
0: <laughs> yes, I do remember those very well. Yeah. And, you know, uh, uh, uh,
1: and because of the delay between recording our interview that you did with Matthias uh, last week and or a couple of weeks ago and then yeah. the episode coming out a couple of weeks ago, um, i I just watching Matthias dallying around with all these other podcasts and web shows and gaming news sites that never used to care about
0: freely no. Games.
1: <laughs> I'm thinking...
0: <clears throat> we were the first. Does he
1: not love us? I mean obviously they love us they love us still, but um but yeah, but they're they're just such tarts, aren't they? <laughs> with all the
0: other I did, so I, I I thought exactly that that we probably did the first interview with Mateus about all of this, but we weren't the first one to hit yeah. the airwaves. Um by no
1: means the first to hit the no. airwaves.
0: Uh, um yeah. Oh
1: well I'm not jealous. I'm not jealous. <laughs> It's a great thing because suddenly, you know, the, we believed in these guys before they were famous, yes. and now, now they're being lauded by by the rock press. By everyone, press. yeah. I mean, I think it's about time we started talking about them having sold out, but um, but not quite. <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> no. The Walking Dead apparently isn't isn't the sellout album that we're waiting for.
0: No, absolutely not. No, absolutely not. I don't think so. No. Maybe we should
1: get some free league t- shirts set up for let's say or FX shirts to say free league. I knew them when they were good.
0: <laughs> let's well let's let's hold off on that plan for the moment and let's see uh, let's see how things yeah. develop. Let's over- not wear it. Let's not wear it until they've told uh, us not... they don't want to publish Tales of the Old West and then we can go fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> so a
1: couple of weeks, a couple of weeks from now, I expect. <laughs> you, never um, you never know. You
0: never know. You um, never know. But yeah, so... Uh, so, I think, so yeah, I,
1: mean, I, I just feel a train of thought gone there. Oh yeah, the the interesting thing that I mentioned in the article, I think, was how I realised that a, a step jump in, the, uh, in this game... In in, sorry, in in the step step dice games, is a lot more significant than adding a dice or two to the the other ones.
0: Right, that's me done. Yes, because, I mean, with even with a D8, you get two successes on an 8, is that right? Oh, no, 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 no. Now, I'm
1: looking, the dice I have to hand right now are the ones from the player's manual. Where are my other dice? And I just, I feel I've gone... Totally wrong here. So, is it is
0: it the same as Forbidden uh, Lands in terms of successes? It's not. It's not at all, no. no so a D8 so.
1: doesn't give you two successes in this game, which is... Um, ah, but it does uh, in Forbidden Lands, Twilight 2000. Right?
0: That's, yeah, that's where I was getting it, yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, a D10 gives you two successes if you get 10. And a D12 gives you two successes if you get... Uh, 10, 11
0: or twelve. Right,
1: right, okay. Yeah, but again, so yeah, the, they're the not the link... same as forbidden lands dice. Yeah,
0: no, they're not. Um, yeah. So I guess the point I was I was agreeing with your point that actually that is quite a, that, you know There's there's a, there's a bigger jump in in success chance by going up a die than just by gaining a dice uh, in a die pool. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah.
1: Cool. Yes and i'm just checking i haven't got dice to hand but i've just quickly checked the rulebook for um for blade runner and it's that same thing so yeah two successes on a 10 or above um so yeah, yeah uh cool. so not the same as forbidden lands forbidden lands polyhedrals it's... are a lot more magical and they Yeah and they a s- lot more
0: they successes. scale a lot more yeah exactly so you know a 12 yeah. on a d12 gives you four successes in forbidden lands
1: Does it really? Crazy. It does
0: yeah and you get three for 11 Wow Wow, uh, what do we get for ten? Uh, I'm sure you, you get, get two for ten. You get three. I'm for sure 10.
1: you get two for eight, as you say. Three for three ten.
0: Three for ten. Yeah. Uh, two for eight. Two for nine. One for seven. So yeah, it does scale quite a bit more. But then you're using them much less frequently, aren't you? I think so. Uh, yeah, that's fine. It's usually you know, for a magical item or when you've got like the higher level of talent, it'll give you those uh, artifact. Items. I've got to say
1: when we start describing dice on a podcast it may be time to end <laughs> that episode of the podcast
0: so i, I i've i've been working with um Modiphius a bit lately obviously on a 2d20 system so i just pulled it when i was doing that i pulled out a bunch of d20s um and i mm-hmm. I, I i pulled out my star trek adventures d20s and I, I just wanted to say i love them they are they are oh, the, i do the, love those dice they are the nicest D20s I own and I own a lot yeah um, I quite like the Dune ones as well but they're not they're not anywhere near as good as the Star Trek Adventures ones and they are just lovely
1: I love the Star Trek Adventures dice because they are clear
0: I'm uh you know they're holding easy them in read. my hand right now they are lovely yeah um, they, they are they are as lovely and yet they're, as... they're also
1: themed what color what color
0: are yours Oh I've I've got a set of each. So I've got three red, three oh, wow. um, gold and three blue. Yeah.
1: Command engineering and so I, sorry, I, I, I just splashed out on all of
0: them. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, they are they are beautiful, beautiful dice. They are as beautiful as my um clan specific Legends of the Five Ring dice. Cause they are beautiful mm. as well. I love those D tens. They are they are so good. That, again, that I splurged on about six different sets. Um, yeah. yeah. They are. They are I definitely. bought you
1: your first set, didn't I? You did. The
0: Mantis. Yep. You bought me the Mantis ones. Yeah. And I bought a bunch of other sets. Mm. Um, particularly when I was working out my new character and I wasn't sure what, what plan he was going to be. So I I wanted to make sure he had the right you dice. You just got all the dice. So, <laughs> and then it turned turned out to be uh, you know, a lion, but working but training, with dra- who's working training with with dragon the dragons can. yeah <laughs> so i had to get both of those sets of dice of course yes yeah. but you're but you're i mean i think you're half right you know when we get to the point on a podcast where we are just talking about dice then you know, we probably ought to call it a day but actually who in role playing games you know who's, who is who is a role player who Doesn't does not love their dice you know i think having a few moments <laughs> of dice appreciation I think is is entirely reasonable. Um,
1: we could have a whole new stream of just dice podcasting, but you know what? I think, I think the visual medium might work better yes.
0: for dice appreciation. I think, I think we need a, we need a YouTube, um, you know, hour long weekly episode stream. where we just hold our dice. <laughs> I think you will find could be I like think, med- could be like I, meditation, you know.
1: I'm not sure whether it's on the effect channel or whether it's on my own um, uh, YouTube channel. But I, when I got my Moomin dice, I remember being so excited about those that I un- unboxed them and shared them all. <laughs> so uh, I have to yeah. see what views that's got. That might, that might, or, that might, might inform us.
0: Anyway. In He's got like two. <laughs> yes. You never know.
1: Effects, just dice. I, um, yeah, and so. Um, so, next episode, are we doing a dice special? Or <laughs>
0: um, what are our plans? I, we, I don't think we have any plans yet. Um, I suspect we won't do a dice special for the whole thing. That might be a right, bit much. Yeah. I think we've probably done enough dice appreciation for the moment. Um, yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, so we will think of something. Um, I don't have an idea at the moment. I've got... Uh,
1: we always do think of something. We always write it at the last minute, and in fact, you know, sometimes even after we've recorded the rest
0: of the show. Not yeah, that I'm saying we've done that in this case. We've never at all. But I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I've never done that. Yeah. Well, you've, no. you've 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 done that, Matthew. Have you? That's shocking. All <laughs> oh, right. That's it. Okay. I'm I'm off. I can't I can't cope with this, this. This incompetence anymore. It's just just enough. Anyway. So that that's Dave saying it's goodbye from him. And it's goodbye for me. And may the icons bless
1: your adventures.
0: You have been listening to The Effect Podcast. Presented by Fiction Suit and the RPG Gods. Music stars on a black sea. Used with permission of Free League Publishing.